0: Welcome to testing code. What tests do you write first when testing a legacy system or really any system? What tests do you write? How do you start testing? Some variation of this question is the most common question I get. Of course, it depends on what your application is, what your your group looks like. If you've got a QA team, if you're part of QA team, if you're part of development, is it a web application or a command line interface application? Of course, it depends, but it depends is lame, of course. So. I want to tell you my strategy of how I prefer to attack the problem of uh, putting a test suite in place for an existing system. You can decide for yourself whether this applies to you and your situation or not. Really, I think the question of, um, of how do you start testing, that comes from a, possibly an overwhelming feeling of looking at a huge pile of work and not knowing really where to start. To get the most value right away. One of those, um, you know, uh long journey begins with one step sort of thing. So let's jump in. It's going to be a long journey. I'm not going to cover everything in this episode of how to get started. Well, of course, I'm, I am going to cover how to get started, but it's not all of the test strategy. It's, um, well, let me tell you the approach. I'm going to, in a series of episodes, um, tell you my approach to testing existing systems. And uh, I'm going to cover uh, some strategies, and I'm going to put names on these different strategies so we can refer to them later by name. Most of these aren't names I made up, but I've heard from other people. I'm going to explain the strategies in general terms and explain why they're useful, at least why they're useful to me. And then discuss um, how these strategies are used in a concrete example project so you can see it in action. And so I've, I've started a, a project up on GitHub that we'll talk about later. And uh, so I wanna actually, I'm gonna do this along with the episodes and so you can see the code as I'm talking about it as we develop it. So today the strategies we're gonna discuss are first uh, dog fooding and exploratory testing, next um, tracer bullet tests, next act like a customer tests, and manual procedures, and uh, the initial automated tests at two levels. So automated tests, of course, that's what we use most of the time, or at least I use a lot of in uh, with PyTest, but there's a lot of other types of testing, and I think it's important to cover those in this episode, because if you're approaching a the question of how do I start automating an uh, automated test suite, there may be existing tests, and I think some manual tests are good. So again, dogfooding, exploratory testing, tracer bullet tests, act like a customer tests, manual procedures, and initial automated tests at two levels. And then we'll talk about how to apply these to a project. So dog fooding. So um, dog fooding is just the uh, eating your own dog food. So if you uh, have an application that you're working on that is something that you can use or your team can use on a daily basis, that's the best that's the best uh, situation because you can be your own customers and you can use it. You can see some of the warts. Um, And actually uh, everything I've, uh, it's really hard to get your head in to how an end user is going to use something if you don't know how to use it yourself. Um, But you know, you can fake it a little bit, pretend, but if it's really not something you use every day, you can pretend to be the kind of person that would use it. Um, The example application that I'm going to talk about later uh, is something I'm trying to use. I'm having issues right th- right now, though. Um, exploratory testing goes along with uh, dogfooding, so when you are using uh, using an application yourself or your team is, you can um, you can keep track of uh, some of the usability stuff, and it helps prioritize. Um, well, exploratory testing is just like exploring around the application, trying different things spinning dials and seeing what breaks. Uh but in in how I use it really is just um you know playing around with the um uh, with an application and seeing seeing what the different pieces are. And uh especially if you have to use an application. So the um it's going to be hard to just keep saying the the application in the future. So I've got a task application that I wrote for the Python testing book and I Actually, didn't want to keep saying tasks because it has that s k s sound. So, um, and it's rather annoying on an audio sometimes. And also, if I ever put task uh, multitasking in, it's going to be annoying to have tasks multitask within a task application. I won't want to talk about that much. So the application is called Cards, and it is um, as in like you know index cards for uh, Kanban board or scrum board or something. So the cards application is up on GitHub under Auken, O-K-K-E-N slash cards. Anyway, talk about that later. So in that one, I'm going to try to use it. Um, and the, and I will see very quickly the, I'm, I, I've already started trying to use this on a day-to-day basis and it's getting annoying. Um, there are some features of it that I already want to change because um, they're just hard to use. That's one of the benefits of dogfooding. Um, it, we will get to automated tests, but I think it's important to consider manual tests too, because they're part of the testing answer. Tracer bullet tests. I've never really heard it called tracer bullet tests, but I got the term tracer bullets, uh, applic- or t- tracer bullet implementations or development from the book, uh, Pragmatic Programmers. And it talked about, um, doing a tracer bullet, uh, feature is implementing a feature Maybe not with all of the uh, bells and whistles and, um, you know, making sure all the corner cases work. But a happy path from the user interface all the way down through the system into the hardware. No stubbing, the whole thing. And um, it's, it's a way I like to develop applications. It's also a way I like to develop tests. So some of my first tests are going to be full tests that exercise everything. And then I've got act like a customer tests. I think a lot of people think of end user user interface tests as these act like a customer tests. They're uh, kind of cumbersome. They they uh, do a lot of things. Um, have have a customer like pretend you're the end user and go around and uh, change a whole bunch of stuff. Um, it, it uses a lot of features. The the benefit of these is you can have just a handful, one or even two or three and you can uh come up with a scenario that a user might use and your application for and it will test a whole bunch of the system it'll test like um you know you could you can cram all a lot of functionality in and act like a customer test the benefit of that is you just have a handful of tests that you need to maintain that exercise a huge portion of your system and it gives you a fairly good confidence it can give you a fairly good confidence that your system is working, if they pass. If they fail, completely different story. They don't have enough granularity to tell you exactly what failed. Um, I mean, you you can look at the line number of where the where the test failed and get a lot of information, especially if using pytest, of course. Um, but uh, the just the name of the test and having it fail doesn't really tell you much. So these these are the things um, when people talk about the top of a testing pyramid being small, it means these uh, act like a customer type test. So We don't need very many of those. Um, manual procedures. Um, I, uh, there's, I actually like, um, I, I used to be the kind of person to try to get rid of all manual procedures and move them into automated tests and not have any manual procedures. And I, I think that that is a, a noble goal. Um, but for new features, as you're developing new features on a product, um, I think it's, I still think it's kind of good to write down what the, uh, write down some procedures on how to, um, how to test something uh, as a manual procedure, even like in our ex- example, I'm going to have an act like a customer test, be a manual procedure. Uh, these, it does help. I think sometimes to have to write down the steps, um, it will, uh, Uh, show off some of the clunky parts of your system. If writing, if you write, writing down the steps is really hard and annoying to do, it might be actually annoying for the customer to do too. So you learn a lot about your system by having to write down the procedures. And then of course, um, we really, where we probably really wanted to go with this conversation is, uh, the automated tests. What, what are the new automated tests? Um, the first automated tests that I should put into a system. so the, uh, of all of the types of i mean the dog fooding exploratory testing act like a customer test those all uh seem like they're really ripe for manual test manual test I- scenarios but tracer bullet tests can fit either place you can write down tracer bullet tests as manual procedures or as um as they're great for your initial automated test so that's a uh, i and at two levels so for instance um I'll just jump ahead to this uh, application. In the cards application I've got a user interface that's a command line interface, but it could be um it an app your application could have a, a web interface or something else. Or a, but I've um I like to have start out and have duplicated tests. I don't normally like to duplicate too many tests, but have it, trying to do the same thing from the re, the end user interface and from a subcutaneous layer, like uh, an API layer, someplace that's easier to test because it's it's uh, let's face it, um, user interface testing is not as easy as an API test. All right, so where are we at? Uh, let's uh, let's just talk about this cards application. So I've I've got um I've got this uh, cards uh, application up on GitHub now. It's um, you can it's even. I, you know, I spent like the last few days. I was going to start this this series earlier, but I was playing uh, with uh, with all this stuff. So I'm I'm learning along with you. I, what I'm learning about is I'm learning uh, about how to maintain an open source application, and I'm pretending that this is a big thing, but it's a it's just this little this little guy um, this cards application. But as I was using um, a cookie cutter template and modifying the heck out of it. Um, there were some links to other applications. So let me, let me bring it up. Um, GitHub. There we go. GitHub dash dot com slash Auken slash cards. Um, it's got, it's a bunch of stuff in here. It's actually, it's amazing if you got an open source application, how many files are around and in, in the guts of this file, there's like, uh, I don't know if there's a way to count files. So there's a bunch of files in here already, but there is only in the cards directory, there's two files. There's a cards DB and a command line interfa- a CLI. So that's our the main application. But there's a whole bunch of support files. But one of the things that it gets is it um, I've got it hooked up to uh, read the docs um, uh, documentation because I wanted to explore that. Uh, an application called PyUp um, that looks at all of my requirements and s- makes sure that that's um, those are up to date. And it looks like I've got one that's not up to date right now. Uh, pushing the build off to um, uh, travis uh, since this is open source all of these services are free which is cool and uh, it gives a little a little indicator of which version is available on PyPI. and right now I'm looking at version 0.1.2 um, and there are there's a master branch and it looks like can we have tags oh in on the tags there's version 0.1.2 you can get to so that's the state of the system I'm at now, um, oh, what does it do? It's just a little to-do list. It, you, you, if you type k- cards, if you have it installed, you can do pip install cards and run cards uh, dash dash help, and it'll tell you the commands. But it's really just you can add add things to the list, delete them, and uh, list them, stuff like that. It's a, a really simple CRUD application. Um, so let's. Uh, uh, com- for the types of testing we're doing, dogfooding. Uh, this is a painful application to use right now. Um, hopefully I can get it to be more usable. Uh, the thing I get that right now that I don't like already is if I just type cards, it just shows me the help. What I'd really like is to show uh, show the list. If I just type cards, it should show me the list of tasks. But right now I have to type cards dash list. So maybe I'll work on that. So. Dogfooding. I'm going to try to use this at work and keep track of what I'm doing. Maybe I'll try to keep track of what my coworkers are doing and my team. We'll see. Um, Exploratory testing is not much to do around this. I will in dogfooding you explore a lot, and then uh, tracer bullet tests. So I've got in the app, I've got two tests so far in the test directory. Um, I've got a test underscore cli and a test underscore cards file, and each one of them has a test add. And it is one test, and it will add one one card to the list, and and then uh, try to get it out. Use list cards to get out the list of uh, items, and then make sure that um, the thing I added was the thing that's in it. That's it. But it does. It's I would consider this a tracer bullet test because it's focused, and it uh, goes from top to bottom. It it has an actual database that it's using. Uh, there's nothing mocked it goes um all the way up the uh i'm duplicating uh the test does the same procedure but i'm doing it both through the command line interface and through the uh the api the um command line interface i'm using click for the um, the command line interface implementation and so therefore it has um it has some testing a test runner in place with click that's one of the reasons why i chose click but you can use pytest and the the click testing t- tools together rather nicely to run run things and look at the output if it didn't if i didn't have something like that and sometimes i don't um i'll use subprocess or something now if this were a web application uh, i can't use like the it wouldn't be something like a, the CL, cli runner that comes with click but i could use selenium or something to do, to do the web interface. Other types of interfaces, I'd like to know what you guys use, but I don't do any other types of user interfaces. I test APIs, I test uh, command line tools, and I test web stuff. Um, right now, I don't know how to test anything else. Um, I do test hardware, but that's through a an API. Uh, what what else? Um, so that's a, uh, why do I, so why am I duplicating these? And why did, why did I pick these to test? So I, t- I chose uh, both a command line, a user interface test, and an API test as examples. So these are uh, examples for other people when we're developing or for in, in a job setting. I would, I would want some examples around. So when somebody goes and tries to test some other part of the system, they can see an example of how, how I did this. Um, and uh, and if it, it also gives me a chance to work through it. I don't want to develop a ton of tests right away um, I want to develop these to, to get the, get me, I'm using the test to try to understand whether or not the system works. And if I don't have to mock anything, I won't actually, I lied about the mocking. So the command line interface does have one monkey patch in it. And it is because in the command line interface, um, the database is, um, is stored in your home directory. And I want to I didn't want to use that. So I faked out the home directory and used the temporary directory instead and used monkey patch to allow me to do that. Monkey patch is part of uh test. Um, act like a customer test. So that's, I'm, I'm using this ad as my initial tracer bullet test through two layers, through the API and through the command line interface. I've got a manual procedure. That's an act like a customer test. And I don't know if you've ever seen a manual procedure written in a, in an open, open source application, but I stuck one in there. So in, under the test directory, I've got a manual tests. And so act like a customer. So I'm trying to come up with some way to use all of the interface and through the, through the um, user interface, which is a command line interface for us, and use as much of the system as possible. So I've got a procedure written down that adds a bunch of stuff, uh, updates the owner for one task, updates the done state, updates the summary, um, and then deletes some stuff and lists a few times to make sure everything is correct. Um, these are uh, very simple, uh, but they they are a reminder that when when uh, when we automate it, uh, the automation should be simple too. If your automated test is more complicated than your manual procedure, there is something wrong. It should be as just as readable or more so. So that's where we have it. We got two, one manual procedure and two automated tests, and I uh, pushed it out to the world. And hardly any documentation. But there you have it. Uh, let's see, right? Um, actually, I think that's just what I want to cover right now. So, uh, what are we going to cover next week? So, there's a lot more to do. So, I've got. Um, I just have. I've just gotten started. Um, I've uh, picked one feature add uh, to test a little bit, but. Uh, but clearly we've got to have more. So we're going to, uh, next time we talk about this, I'm going to talk about how to choose, how to choose which features. Um, I think we'll talk about how to choose which features to test next and in, in your application and, uh, and, and in the cards application, we only have a few features. We could probably test them all, but, but, uh, with tracer bullet tests, it's not too bad, but if you've got a bunch of features, you might have to do some prioritization. So let's talk about that next time. Um, I, want, I don't want to get this too long. One of the things I want to, to cover was a thank you for um, um, DJ Yannick again for doing the theme music for the show. I really appreciate it. I also want to thank um, all of my Patreon supporters. And I was reminded that the Patreon level is above 60 now, which is exciting. Because I said that once it hit 60, I would um, start making sure that all the episodes had... Uh, had transcripts written for him so um i'm gonna have have to be do good on that and i will contact somebody too i've got somebody lined up to to help me with the transcripts and we'll get get those written no promises is when but um with these uh i am going to do more interviews um of course there's a lot of people i want to talk to but i want to try to get through all of these topics of how do i get started testing because i think it's important i've got a lot of A lot of ideas about testing strategy, and this should be a lot of fun.